I would utilize to uh, justify isolating and compulsively overeating to slip deep into that darkness, go into the cave and, and hope that uh, whatever issue is going on will just, will just magically fix itself and go away, you know, and um, that's not the reality of, of life, you know, and that's never been true. All, all the things that I've ever done in my life uh, that I thought, oh, this is, this, is, uh, you know, this is embarrassing or I'm a bad person or whatever it is, you know, um, it was, there was never, there was sure. never a, a, a valid reason to turn to the food, you know, um, because I, I, I always turn to the food for comfort, right? I turn to the food for comfort because, you know, I don't know how to handle the situation. I don't know how to express my thoughts, my feelings, and, uh, and the food gives me comfort. But the reality is now that I'm in recovery, I, I can see that, that behavior for what it is. It's not comfort. It's a punishment because I've never once felt, oh my gosh, I feel so amazing and uplifted after my binge. I'm such a great person. I'm going to go out and be somebody. No, no, it would just, it would just end with, you know, a lot of uh, regret, a lot of regret, a lot of guilt, remorse and shame, you know, and same thing with when something is fantastic, you know, get a financial windfall or get a good grade on a, on a paper or, you know, somebody pays you a compliment or work really hard that day, you know, well, we need to celebrate with food. And <laughs> again, that's not a, that's not a celebration. When I do it with food, it's a punishment. Mm. You know, the next day I'll wake up thinking, what the heck did I do that for? I was having such a great day. You know, something fantastic happened. It was, it was, it was wonderful. And then I, I ate. You know, so now I see it, I see it for what it is. It's a punishment. It is, it truly is a punishment. And I don't punish myself today. You know, I don't do that. I, I can, I can come to this meeting and I can tell you my truth and it's okay to be honest in a meeting like this. It's okay to, to be authentic. You know, I messed up. I made a mistake. I did fantastically. Everything's great. Nothing's going on, whatever the case may be. You know, it's funny. Um, a lot of our meetings will say in the format, please don't mention a specific food type because it might trigger some people and that may or may not be true. But what I've come to understand about the trigger isn't, is not a specific food type for me. It's consciousness <laughs> being awake. That's always been my reason behind eating something, you know, because I have to prepare for whatever I'm doing. I have to go to work. Well, I've got to, I've got to get a little something on the way there, you know, coming home from work. Oh my gosh, I got to go home. I got to get a little something on the way there, you know? And, and it's funny about that, that the binging cycle, you know, it's, uh, um, some people will come in and say, well, I don't have a problem like you guys do. I'm pretty good in the morning, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in, in the afternoon, like lunchtime. Um, and yeah, really? All of us are, we're working. <laughs> you can't do a solid binge during, you know, a, a work, you know? So when do we binge really at nighttime? That's the, that's the right time. You know, that's when the binging cycle really kicks in. And the reason I binge at night uh, is because tomorrow's going to happen and there's not a damn thing I can do to stop it. So I'm going to stay up as late as I possibly can and eat as much as I can until I pass out. You know, and then again, like I said, wake up in a dark sea of regret. You know, why did you do that? Why did you do 
that anyways we're late for work let's go <laughs> you know and just you know that that just perpetuates itself it just it just everything perpetuates itself it's so amazing to me how insidious this disease is how it attacks every facet of my life and by extension the people in my life because i'm miserable so i make you miserable you know and or i hurt myself and you you, you know have people that love me and there's not there's nothing i can do about that i'm sorry that i hurt you I'm, I can't, I can't stop this behavior, you know, and this, 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 this thing, this disease, it just, you know, it's, it, it's everywhere. It's all the time. It never shuts down, it wakes up before I get up, you know, it's wait, Hey, wake up, Eric. We got some stuff to do today. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Get up. Come with me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's scary stuff. It's, it's a legitimately scary, it's legitimately scary stuff, you know? And so I, I've been I've been coming in and going to program since uh, 1981. I'm I'm currently 51 years old. My first meeting was in 1981. I hate doing the math in my head. As soon as I say that, it pops up right away. That sounds like 50 years. That sounds like a long time. <laughs> no, 40 years. But anyways, um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I've been I've been coming and going since since the 80s. Um, I've been through um, rehab for eating disorders twice when I was a teenager. And that's where I really um, found out about this program, you know, how it works, what to do. And I also realized that um, how it works for me is not to do what you guys do, because I'm not that bad. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have a problem. I don't. And this is this is from a perspective of a 15 year old, by the way, you know. I just need to get the diet and exercise, you know, just, just, just tell me what that is. I'll be on my way. Thank you for the information. You guys seem really nice, you know, but that was always the agenda that I, that I wasn't there to, to get help. I was there to get, the, get the answer I needed so that I can leave. I didn't want to actually have to attend these meetings. And so going through rehab, um, that's where I actually heard the message, the big message for me, which, which was, um, which is a game changer, but I wasn't, wasn't there in that, in my head. I wasn't there spiritually. I wasn't there. I just wasn't there. So, so the answers to all my problems apparently is get a sponsor, number one, and number two, follow that sponsor's direction. See, the issue there is number one, nobody tells me what to do. Okay. And number two, nobody tells me what to do. Also, I was 15 at the time had the attention span of a gnat. So just kind of consider the source. <laughs> so what I did is I sponsored myself, you know, I had, I had uh, some good diet information from this really great uh, lady that worked at the rehab. I had this great um, information from this late other lady that worked at the rehab on exercise. I took that information and I went to meetings sometimes and guess what? That's perfectly fine. You know, you know why it's fine? I'll tell you why. I'm glad we're having this dialogue. The reason why it's fine is because of our blessed third tradition, which states the only requirement for OA membership is that honest desire to stop eating compulsively, not the ability to do so. You don't have to have a sponsor. You don't have to know anything about the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, the nine tools, the 12 concepts. You don't have to have a working knowledge of those or have a connection with a power greater than yourself or even a relationship with a sponsor. And you're welcome to program. You're welcome to these meetings because you have an honest desire to stop eating compulsively. And that's it. And that's all I had. Sorry, my, somebody's calling me. 
Um, and that's all I had, but I, but that's, that's all I, that's all I needed. You know, I, I kept coming and going. Sometimes I'd come to program for a while and sometimes I'd leave and I didn't start working the program until 94, 94. I got myself a sponsor mm-hmm. and we will call this man Conrad because that was, that's his name. Conrad took me through the steps and he introduced me to the traditions and the concepts and the tools and he gave me some really good, good uh, orderly direction. And I took it, you know, for the first time I took it and it was great. And I stood with this, I was with this man for a year, lost a bunch of weight, made some great, great choices in my life at, on, you know, at his direction, his recommendation, I should say. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was great. It was fantastic. And then, and then something happened. What could it be? Well, I'm glad you asked. Good dialogue, by the way. Good back and forth here. Um, what happened was I started accepting the credit for God's work in my life. People would say, Eric, you look fantastic. You lost so much weight. And I was like, I know I'm gorgeous. Look at me. And they would say, Eric, wow, what you said at the meeting today, it just, I, I can't believe that that's exactly what I needed to hear, Eric. That was fantastic. And I thought to myself, my words are amazing. I can heal people. <laughs> then if i can heal people what the hell am i doing here people come on now so i became a statistic of OA. i i actually talked about people like me when i was sponsoring people this is a progressive illness over time it gets worse never better it says it in the big book mm-hmm. i've told people that you know then I went out and I thought after, <laughs> I should just stop right there. I should stop sharing right there. I thought <laughs> thinking equals relapse. <laughs> <laughs> Plain, God bless you. Thinking equals relapse and, and it's plain and simple. And, 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 you know, yeah, I thought I had a thought I was doing great. And then I had a thought and then I left program and then I had another thought, you know, and I was sponsoring myself again with a full working knowledge of this program, you know, and, and I didn't need my higher power. Although I thought I had a connection with my higher power that you could never achieve. You know, I was a rock star in my own insanity. And so I decided, I decided one day I thought I should have a little bit of sugar. So I did. That wasn't so bad. So I had some more. Jeez Louise, this is right out of the big book. (laughs) put a little something something in his in his milk you know i put a little something something in my mouth (laughs) god bless my heart i was on my way i i i ate more i gained weight faster the the uh, depression the anxiety the fear uh you know the remorse the guilt the shame all the wondrous things the disease has to offer were at my feet once again you know to pick up and utilize as if they were the spiritual tools all the, all the time. And so I did. And I went out there, man, I was, I gained weight so fast. I was impressed for just a moment. I mean, it's really not a good thing, but I was like, wow, I, I really put on a lot of weight. I don't fit into anything. This is fantastic. And then, you know, Oh shit, this is not good at all. That, that right after that, but (laughs) so I kept going, I kept going. You know, and I thought, should I come back to program? That was my first thought. My second thought was, 
no, <laughs> Eric, you learned all you can learn at OA. Don't go back there. Figure it out. It's going to be okay. That, that it's going to be okay kept, you know, spinning around in my head as if this, my disease was whispering sweet thoughts into my head so that, you know, it would, it would, you know, lull me into a false sense of security and I would be okay for that moment. I would just, you know, I would get right with it for that, for that moment. And everything continued to go down the drain. Every day got worse. Every day was darker than the last. And at the end of it, all that I could look forward to was an early grave. But unfortunately, I mean, this is really, this is a really horrible thing to say. I ate enough food to be okay with my mortality. I ate enough food to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be here much longer. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid or concerned, you know, the first time I went to the emergency room with my friend from program, <clears throat> I met him in program, I actually sponsored him at one time. And then I started binging with the guy every once in a while. But the first time I went to the emergency room with him, uh, we, uh, he, uh, we left and he, he was, he was crying. I says, what's wrong, man? He goes, Eric, you, you know, you could die. And I laughed. I had no idea how bad it was. But he was very sincere and I couldn't, I couldn't even feel what he was feeling. And then uh, I came back from the hospital and I thought, I might as well just eat some more. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Five more minutes, Eric. Thank you. But you know, it wasn't. It wasn't okay. It got worse. It went to it went to a worse that I couldn't even fathom. You know, because you think you think there's there's this there's this place. Oh, I, I I'm never going to be this bad. And then, what the hell do you do when you pass that? I, I don't even know, you know, there was one point in my life. Now, I don't want to scare you and say, oh, I, I tried to kill myself. I didn't. I never tried to kill myself. But I had no idea what the purpose of my existence was. Am I here just to eat and isolate and then do the same thing again tomorrow? Couldn't somebody use my life that God gave me to do something? You could go. Go be a police officer or, or a doctor or, or, you know, go out, go out to uh, someplace and help other people that, that need your help. Go be a school teacher, anything. I have this life God gave me. What am I doing with it? Why was it given to me? I have no use for this, but I'm not going to kill myself, you know, uh, but that's the way it was in the end. That's the way it was. So I came back to program in 2005. Why do you ask? Man, this is some really good dialogue. I can't believe how wonderful you are. Thank you for asking. Well, the reason why I came back is because I was 540 pounds, apparently. Didn't know that. Never weighed myself until I came back to program. But 
um, I couldn't keep up with the weight. My body couldn't make the adjustments fast enough. You know, I, hey guys, I'm still on the phone with my friends. I'm almost done, okay? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I didn't say that. I said I have to go talk to my friends, but I'm almost done. I just have like four minutes to go. I promise it'll be real quick. So you're not going somewhere? No, no, no. I would just hide it in the closet like daddy does. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's your office. Oh, this is my office? Oh, thank you. <laughs> so my 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 reasoning for coming back was because yeah i couldn't make any more adjustments i i had a i had a big ass car a four-door caprice it's like a cop car from the 90s i couldn't fit into it anymore because i i i had to go back so far that i couldn't see over the wheel uh because my stomach was so big and and so i bought a chevy suburban and i couldn't take a shower every day because there's too much freaking gravity on this planet and it all centers in my lower back so I took it every other day and I couldn't buy big and tall clothes because it wasn't big and tall enough. So I bought clothes from a king size catalog, which, and their motto is you get what you get and you better sew up the buttons because they did not all put on right, you know, and, and there were no more adjustments to make. And then the wheelchair was the last thing. I don't want to, I, I didn't want to purchase a wheelchair to maintain my mobility. I'll be damned if that's happening. I was really angry about that. I was 35 years old. And I, I came back to program and I got myself a sponsor because I wanted to lose weight. I lost weight before back in the nineties. I can do it again. And then I'll take my leave. Thank you for the weight loss OA, not staying here. And I told that man, this is the food plan, pal. This is the way the program, I know about this program. Okay. And he was very tactful. He, he said, um, well, these are great ideas, Eric. But uh, why don't we pocket it for just for now? Just put that in your pocket, give it a little pat, make sure it didn't fall out. And then uh, I know we'll try it my way, you know, from our lineage, as it were. <coughs> and then uh, if that doesn't work out, then we'll definitely do the Eric plan. Because that sounds wonderful. That plan where you, you know, you need a wheelchair to main, maintain mobility. That's a great, great plan. Yeah. A lot of dignity in the choices you've been making. So he hasn't actually tried my plan it's been over 16 years now <laughs> i don't know about you but i don't, I don't think he's gonna ever go with my plan Fine, whatever <laughs> thank you but uh yeah uh yeah i've been back since 2005 i've maintained a 352 pound weight loss sorry about that somebody else is calling me uh maintain a 350 52 pound weight loss. I, I'm married. I have kids. I have this beautiful, wonderful life. I have a relationship with Christ. I'm in love with Christ. I love Jesus. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. Actually, I'm not sorry if they offend you. You don't have to be religious to be here, by the way. You know, you don't have to believe in God. And we still love that you're here and you can find your way whether, whether you have a religion or not. But I do love Christ. And I was led to Christianity because of I got a sponsor and I followed direction. I made fun of people like me, by the way. <laughs> I am one of those. Jesus freaks that I've been made fun of for, for years because I never understood what the deal was. But, you know, the reason why I have a higher uh, a relationship with my higher power is because he, he revealed himself to me quite 
uh, openly. It was, it was amazing. I wanted to lose weight. That's why I came back, but something more bigger, bigger than anything I've ever, ever could have wanted for myself. The obsession with the food has been removed. And it happened early in my recovery. I was still way over 500 pounds and the obsession was removed. And I've never felt like that. Not even with my first recovery. And I don't accept the credit for God's work in my life today. I'm not afraid of losing my recovery or my abstinence because it doesn't belong to me. What belongs to me is isolation and compulsive overeating. Anything other than that, that's God. <laughs> you know, I, I do accept the credit for, for my junk. I, I can't accept the credit for what God gives me. It's, it's just a daily gift, you know, and I get that gift because I'm following my sponsor's direction. And if you're new or if you're returning, welcome, you know, and when you're ready, um, you get a sponsor and you follow direction. You know, if you're, if you're really new, we, we uh, recommend that you try at least six meetings, make sure this is a good fit for you. And then you just get a sponsor. You don't have to worry about all that information. There's a lot of information coming at you. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just get a sponsor. It's your sponsor's responsibility to take you through and explain all these things to you. Okay. And I want to thank you again, thank you again for letting me share. I really needed this meeting today. God bless you all. Mwah.